And we're back with an all new show, Damage and uh, Blue. Listen, I'm still COVID free. I was tested today <laughs> and uh, I'm still moving around. I beat it. I beat COVID. <laughs> Lord, we are well, never you know, going to hear the end of this. You know, it could come back. So just, you know, keep your immune system high. Keep working. You, you know, I am. I'm working on Look, I tried to do IV therapy today. I'm in New York City and I asked um, the, them to send me somebody to give me uh, my vitamins via IV. And they stuck me three times in all my veins and couldn't get it in. So I didn't get that today. And I, I but I will tell you, I'm focused on taking all my vitamins, drinking my water, staying prayed up, social distancing. I'm not going to say I'm not going to come here and lie and say that I've been staying in the house because I've been in Miami. I'm now in New York City. Uh, I'm going to Rihanna's party tonight. I'm going to be around people. I'm still going to live my life. What I will tell you, though, is that I, I, I know for a fact that people, although you have to be concerned about COVID, I do not think you need to be afraid of it. And I'm not vaccinated and I don't plan at this point to get vaccinated. And a lot of people are still vac shaming me because I'm publicly saying I'm not going to do it. But here's the deal. I really feel like what, what I need to do is share my experience. I know firsthand, having caught it, that everybody watching right now can do their best if they don't have pre-existing you know, existing health conditions, and even if they do have, to strengthen their immune system. And the thing I think that really helped me was I did a lot of work for almost two years, Damage and Blue, taking my vitamins every day, getting IV therapy where they push the vitamins directly in my, my bloodstream, um, losing the weight, drinking lots of water, sea moss for gut health, really focusing on my diet and what I eat and changing some of my habits and not drinking as, as excessively as I used to, which we also know um, uh, makes the, the, um, your immune system weaker and eliminating stress and toxic people. So I'm not saying that that was what made this COVID thing come and go in a week and me not really get any of the symptoms, but I will say having a strong immune system and really focusing on my health preventatively, I think, um, helped me beat it. So I just hope all of the people watching, you know, didn't see what I went through and said, oh, it wasn't that bad. No, it could have been bad, but I think I did a lot of work to make it not as bad. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm not worried about catching COVID and not being able to fight it. Um, this is probably the healthiest I've been internally in years. I think I'm more concerned about giving it to somebody else who can't fight it. So for me, I'm being super careful, more so for other people than for myself. I think I'd probably be able to fight it off too, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I'm back to when COVID first started. I'm wiping stuff down. I got alcohol wipes and pads and all types of hand sanitizer because once again, I don't trust you people out there. Like I haven't had COVID yet. Uh, I, I hope I'm not uh, jinxing myself. But with that being said, I'm still, you know, I'm out DJing, doing different events. I'm wiping everything down. I'm Lysoling people. So I'm still on my, you know, when COVID first started on that routine. Wait, you're Lysoling people? I don't think that's how the yeah. intended use was, but okay. Well, listen, I, th I, I do think it's important that we watch the people around us. I mean, I when I get yeah. on planes, I'm wiping things down again now. I'm definitely looking at my neighbor to the left. And well, there's never anybody to the right. But I'm looking to my neighbor to the left, making sure that, you know, they're not hacking and all that. And I'll be honest with you. We have to be stewards of our health to the extent that we hold people accountable. If you get on the flight, sit next to me, coughing, hacking and sneezing, bling, they need to be relocated. I'm not sitting mm -hmm. by you. I'm not taking a chance. I don't know you enough to sacrifice my health. Get you, your sniffles, your <clears throat> the fuck up out of here and go sit over there. Now, even if you're in first class, you will not get a first class response from me if you hack on me. And so, listen, I, I think that we all have to be very good advocates of our health and for other people's health. 
you know, if you know that you, like you said, damage, you know, making sure not to pass it on to anybody else. That's why we took the measures of making sure the staff didn't work at the house, making sure we, you know, it did impact the production a little bit, but I'm just thankful to God and thankful to all of the doctors and stuff who helped me beat it. But I, I, I have to say, I went back to Miami and I, those people do not think that COVID exists in Miami. Florida <laughs> is just wide open right now. And can I say one thing for all the people out there? When someone sneezes, I don't think that's a symptom of COVID. Like some people have to sneeze. Sometimes you'll sneeze and people be looking back at you like you got COVID. I'm like, bro, my allergies. I got this mask. Sometimes you sneeze and, you know, we can still sneeze, y'all. I just want to put that out there. I don't, don't think it's the sneeze. sneeze. I don't, I don't think it's me. the sneeze that they think is COVID. I think people are afraid because when you sneeze, that's how those... That's how those droplets get out. You know what I mean? Exactly. So people are very sensitive to sneezing because that's how it's getting out. If you sneeze around me, baby, I'm calling 911. Hello, somebody just sneezed. Y'all need to get over here and look into it because they may see, be a super spreader. I actually reported. Sneeze. See, I reported somebody, actually, Jason, on the plane for doing what you guys are talking about. That's why I'm listening laughing. I reported a Karen. I pulled a, a reverse Karen last week coming back from D.C., I was um, sitting in first excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. We're no longer saying that name on this show for obvious Oh, reasons. we're not. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. I pulled a reverse something and I called the stewardess. Mind you, she was racist. So I was waiting for her ass because she told me I was in the wrong seat. And I was like, oh, I'm the only black person in first class. You're being racist. Then she started sneezing. And then she started playing her music with no headphones on. So I marched my happy black ass up to the front and reported her. And they moved her and gave me a $100 voucher for free snacks. Mm. So Listen, so speaking good. of racism, I do want to uh, take a moment to call out what's happening with the Haitians at the border. You know, we've been watching all of this unfold online. I've been watching on social media. I personally posted on Hollywood Unlock and on my page to make sure that more people see what's actually happening, not that the United States gives a damn. You know, I look at all the aid that we gave to Afghanistan and I see all the all the people in the comments about how many years we policed that that community, how we try to establish civility there from its government, this and that. And then I look at what's happening with Haitians. And now I haven't been to Haiti and I can't say I know a ton of Haitians. Blue, I know you're Haitian, but I have to tell you, it's almost, it's like right in your face racism that, that America does not care about black people. Why is it that when the Asians were hated on, Biden administration came out and slammed Asian hate crimes and made all these bills? Why is it that Black people in Haiti are not given the same afforded afforded the same protections and, and attention. I think this government, whether you're Democrat or Republican, it the bottom line is it's all on money. We know we get a lot of money from China. We know we get a lot of money from Japan. We probably don't get a lot of money from Haiti, and we probably get no money from As Afghanistan unless they're buying missiles. But my question is, when will Black people in the United States matter when will black people outside of the united states since we are the police of the world matter i mean we still know that over in africa and libya that there's a whole slave trade operation going on we've seen that online that went away then we see now what's happening in haiti i i have to tell you it's really sad and it's sad for many reasons one because you know if you have empathy for humanity you know that those people are just wanting freedom right and then we know that their president was just assassinated and I don't know that we sent troops over to stabilize the country then. But to go a step further, 
what you're saying to every young black boy and girl watching the news and looking at social media on their iPads and going to school, talking to their friends and their teachers, you're telling them that no matter how far they go in school, no matter how far they go in life, no matter what country they're in, if their skin looks like this with any melanin in it, they will never matter like other people. And and I don't know if you two have had similar reactions, Blue. I'm sure you've had a personal reaction to it, but it, it's definitely been a lot to watch. Yeah, it's been kind of exhausting because when we were having the elections last year, I mean, what was it? When was the elections? Like a year or two ago? COVID has made everything blurry. When we had the elections, there was a lot of chatter about how immigration wasn't a black issue. And unfortunately, it took something like what's happening to Haitians at the border for people to realize immigration is a black issue. And it's not just a money thing. It's racism, right? Because Haiti actually is the same island as the Dominican Republic. That island used to be full of rich resources that equated to money. But America and France did a great job robbing those black folks because they were mad that they were free black people. So for me, racism is, is what it really comes down to. As somebody who came from Haiti and Havana, when I came to this country, I remember being 14 years old and being yanked out of school and being told that I had to go get an AIDS test at 14, still a virgin, because I was Haitian. And they thought that because I was Haitian, I must have AIDS. They're not doing that to Canadians. They're not doing that to the Swedish. So it is racism. It's blatant racism. When you are somebody who's a Haitian immigrant in this country, you live by different rules, even different rules that other white immigrants or immigrants from white presenting countries don't live by. So this country has been foul to Haiti. This country is directly responsible for robbing Haiti. The Red Cross got $6 billion and only, only built six houses. So America has always been on their bullshit when it comes to Haiti. I'm not surprised. I'm just really disgusted. And particularly when it comes to Kamala Harris, because she too has immigrant parents and I thought she would have known better. So I'm very disappointed in this administration. They're not as bad as what Trump, but but Kamala, sis, I I, I I don't I don't stand with you right now. I don't. We looking don't. for you. Where you at? Real quick. Well, you know, you know, and I I you know, I said we're not gonna say Karen on the show. Everybody has been watching what's going on with me and Karen Civil, so we're not gonna get too much in that to hear you know, you can go back and watch the Breakfast Club. You can, you know, you can look at what's on social media. I'm not gonna use all of that of what happened to Hollywood Unlocked as entertainment anymore because that's it's going to be handled in a separate form. But I w do want to address one part is that there was a Haitian organization that came out and said that Karen uh, had been involved with wrong dealings there. Uh, did you see that, Blue? Yeah, and, and I was that story made me want to fight her because she talks about being a proud Haitian woman all the time. But I read that story thoroughly. She promised $41,000 to a nonprofit that was gonna build a playground for Haitian children. She literally flew down to Haiti, made them all wear live civil t-shirts, promoted it as if she was building a playground for these children in some impoverished country, and then got her happy ass on the plane and didn't cut the check. And then went all over the Breakfast Club and other outlets and Forbes and whatnot, talking about how she's building a playground for, for kids in Haiti. I am disgusted mm. that she could do that to her own people while using us as a scapegoat whenever she's in trouble on Clubhouse. I'm disgusted. Mm. Not to mention, I think there was also a promise to send these kids shoes. And, mm -hmm. you know, it just it just um, it just annoys me that we continue. We as a culture, we as a community, we as black people continue to find ourselves on the wrong side of history when it comes to helping. You know, I know that there's a lot of us that do a lot of really good. I recently talked to Tamika Mallory about all the hard work that she's doing, and hopefully she can come here one day to talk about that work. But there's a lot of people doing good, but it's when one of us does something bad and to our own people. Karen's not just black, she's also Haitian and mm -hmm. has really promoted how much she's done for the country. Now, I'm not familiar with all the dealings, but I, what I will say is in those situations like, like that, 
what can we do to make sure that we hold our people accountable for the work that we say we're doing when we know that they're not? I don't know. I feel like in the situation you talk about with Karen Civil, it's like sometimes you do need a name, someone with a huge platform to push that agenda forward. And it looks like a lot of these people that have that that fame, that platform are taking advantage. And it's not cool. You know, it takes a lot to get this uh, Instagram following. It takes a lot to have, quote unquote, clout, but you can't misuse it. And I feel like when you talk about situations like that, sometimes you can go too far with your, quote unquote, clout. Am I saying that right? Quote unquote clout. And you start misusing things. And I think all of us as a people, because it's not just her that did that. It's so many others that out here that have this influence that has the uh, the power to do bigger things and help communities. And we just take advantage. So for everybody out there, you got to really think about how did you grow up? Remember who that kid you were when you were growing up that needed help. Your schools that we have in our own backyards that needs resources and we could provide those resources but we got to start sticking together but the first thing we got to do is weed out the people that scamming and misusing those resources mm, facts no i agree um it's a lot of interesting things are happening in the culture right now the culture is definitely shifting there's been lots of conversation i am following everything nobody is safe you know <laughs> hollywood unlocked <laughs> hollywood unlocked was built on the idea that we would pull back the veil on hollywood and let people see their favorite stars for who they are. And fortunately for that, we now are starting to see certain people that say they were one thing and when really they're not. You know, I've uh, you know been having lots of conversations about just the evolution of Hollywood Unlocked and where this brand is going. Everybody listening, whether you're watching or in the podcast, on the car, wherever you work, or treadmill, wherever you are, we built this baby from scratch. We've had our ups and downs and our transitions, and we've had a lot of uh, amazing growth here. But the one thing for sure that I've always wondered is, would this audience be able to grow with me? Like, would I be able to evolve here? There's a lot of good things that I want to do. There's a lot of stuff that I want to accomplish. And there's a lot of people that I want to have conversations with. But quite frankly, it's the T, the T, the T that everybody tunes into. And, you know, I just have to say, and I'm going to keep repeating this, you know, uh, on The Breakfast Club, I said, I've mastered the T game. I want to evolve. I want to have a big enough platform to where I can create real influence around the world. And I still want to have hard conversations and still be blunt and still be honest. And, uh, you know, so I'm I'm, I'm going to be evolving from the T to the cappuccino. You know, we still going to be sipping. You know, we still going to be sipping, but it's just going to be a different brew. Because I think, I think ultimately, I think ultimately people get distracted by my delivery and so where my ownership of it all is that my delivery sometimes is just so crazy that it's just like yo what did he just say i want to go away from people saying what did he just say to damn we heard what he just said did you hear what he just said you know what i mean so i think for me i got i got work to do and i appreciate the audience for evolving with us well another sad thing to talk about is uh friday star anthony aj johnson is now, you know, he's passed away and we're sending our condolences to him. His wife recently went to TMZ and sat down with them and said this. I did the GoFundMe. There's $700 in there. Um, a few of my friends cash at me and I made that clear. I got like another 400. Um, but no, it's, it's like you say, y'all say I love him. Where's the love? Y'all not helping. Like, I get the calls or inboxes saying y'all raising money. You trying to No, we're raising money because I have to pay for this all out of pocket. I'm asking for help, but if I don't get it, it's fine because I'm not leaving my husband in there. 
like that. You know what I mean? We're going to have a service. I'm going to do everything I know he would have done for me. It's, it's just hurtful, you know? Like, I would not be asking if we had it or we had a policy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the one. You know, it's people that saying that they're going to give money. We haven't received it. If I just look at it right now. It's- All right. So recently uh, I interviewed Master P and he actually brought up AJ because AJ was in the, the movie I Got the Hookup. And Master P, without me prompting him, said this about helping him. And when you talk about I Got the Hookup, man, I got to mention uh, AJ Johnson, man. All right, Peter AJ Johnson. I mean, this guy was so talented. Uh, me and him co-starred in that movie. I got the hookup. And uh, I'm just praying for his family. I see what his family is going through. I, I don't I, I never met his family or his wife. Uh, I don't think so, but I had a great relationship with him. So uh whatever those guys need, uh they need me to help pay for the funeral, I will do it. Uh whatever else, you know, this this was this was a, a real friend of mine, you know, even though he went through it, his ups and downs. This guy was just, he was a legend. We talk about African-American comedy, being able to be a hood hero and going from the hood to Hollywood and doing something extraordinary. Uh, I just think that we have to be able to give people their flowers while they're here. And I just think the people that gave me this, that somebody special gave me these. And after that interview, Michael Blackston reached out to us to share that he had donated $10,000. Now, let me ask you, uh, a lot of people online are mixed because they're saying that he had the burden of making sure his family didn't have the burden on his passing because he should have had life insurance and that nobody should be pressured in the culture to make these donations. I almost agree with that, but I also understand people being concerned that the family not have to deal with this headache at the time of his passing. Uh, What do you guys think? Yeah, I was gonna say her approach is where she loses me because I understand the frustration of not being able to afford something, but the entitlement that people owe you something that they should be giving you out of grace is where she loses me. Nobody owed him a, a, a funeral or a burial. That's, those are the kind of things you take care for yourself. I am nowhere near his age. I already have a life insurance. I already have a plan. I already have a will. And so I don't think it's fair to blame other people for your poor life planning. However, I do think it's fine for the village to come together and help you. But you got to show a little bit of grace when you're asking for help. So I just think her delivery was a little bit off, but she's in pain. So I understand mm-hmm. it. She's yeah. definitely grieving and uh, God bless the dead. And you can't call something fake love when we're paying respect to somebody that was so par- so much a part of our childhood. You know, he's mm-hmm. in Friday. He was in so many different films. This was a guy we loved. We had no idea what was going on in his personal life. But as a man myself, if something happens to me, it's on me. I'm supposed to be the head of the family. You know, I understand she's grieving and I'm sure a lot of these things she's saying is from that kind of emotions. But like Blue said, nobody owes you anything. And at the end of the day, as a grown man myself, I'm going to speak for myself, I have to have those things in line. Me at 32 years old, if something happens to me, I have to have life insurance. This is things that even I know. So, you know, it's just unfortunate, but I am glad that people are putting their resources together to help his family. And what I'd like to do is just remember the laughter that he brought into all of our lives. I mean, this person, you know, we had Tyron Turner here on the on the show. We talk about how we just loot, like how we just let our black icons or our black, um, you know, figureheads in the culture just kind of dissipate after they no longer serve an immediate you know, fame or purpose to our lives. And, you know, he brought lots of laughter to us and it was sad to see him go. And people are just dropping dead so early. It really is crazy. And when you talk about having your affairs in order, I have to tell you guys, if you guys have a business, 
And if you guys have stuff going on, like, you know, and even if you don't, you need to have your affairs in order. Before I had surgery, you know, to have the gastric sleeve, I had never had a will. I never had power of attorney and who takes care of what. I had to set all that up, make sure my sister knew, like, girl, I know you don't know how to run Hollywood Unlocked. But, you know, something happened, it's yours. You know what I mean? And bank accounts and making sure attorneys, investors, and like there's a whole document put together so that way everybody knows what to do. And I think we think about protecting our assets when we get in marriage. Trust me, if I ever get married, there's going to be such a prenup around here. You you might get some essential water on the way out. But nonetheless, <laughs> I, I do think it's important, though, as Black people, that we start taking a little bit more ownership over our, our, our situations. Um, you know, Wendy Williams is now in the hospital. I don't know if she's in a psychiatric hospital or a health hospital. She's in a hospital. I haven't talked to her. I have sent my well wishes to her. Um, but, you know, she has she's worth what, you know, 50, 65 million dollars or something like that. What happens if she, say something happens? And I just think that when especially when people depend on you, whether it's a family or your team, like you really got to make sure that you are securing everybody's uh, stability in making sure that your uh, your situation is handled. So, I mean, s- sending our, our prayers out to uh, Anthony A.J. Johnson's wife and family. I'm sure it's a difficult time. And all the fans. And, and you know, shout out to Master P and for Michael Blackson stepping up, his friends saying, hey, let me help because $10,000 is a lot of money to just cough mm-hmm. up and not plan on it. So um, God bless them for that. Now, do you guys think they could ever have another movie that he's been in without him? I mean, because he was kind of like that yeah. pop-in character that was hilarious, right? He was very funny. That's and what no I'm saying. more like, reboots. All the... <laughs> but all the love he's getting on social media, like I feel like that comes from a genuine place. So I'm just, you know, everybody keeps showing that love for him and his character. Keep rewatching those movies and hopefully that does add something, you know, some kind of help to the family. And to my family, if when I eventually pass away, I do not want to have a big expensive funeral. I want you guys to cremate me and pour me around a tree and let the tree grow somewhere important <laughs> and just throw a big ass party. In Haiti, we throw big parties for funerals. So I want to be celebrated. So I know we spend yeah. a lot of money on funerals these days, but no, I want to be cremated. Save the money and use it yeah. for something else. Yeah, not me. Not me. I want the Clark sisters performing oh after Yolanda God. Adams. I want Shirley Caesar, if she's still here to do the sermon. I want Beyonce and Rihanna uh, to come in and do a duet. I want I want it all. I want the chariot that um, that Aaliyah had. I want the doves. Oh I want National God. Guard. I want I want a, a plane to fly something over the sky. I need a memorial at the BET Awards. I, I want to be remembered because, you know, I want it all to matter. But, you know, ultimately, too, I want the work that I do while I'm still here on Earth to live on. And that's the part that I still haven't figured out because, you know, there's a lot of people that did a lot of good and then died and their life still lives on in their work. And I just mm-hmm. think that, you know, for us, you know, me, the blues, the damages, those of us building platforms to reach people, you know, we have to just go deeper into the, the, the community that we built so that way they they buy and lock into the purpose that we, you know, eventually we all figure out. I'm still getting into my purpose um, and, and I hope hope that people are doing theirs as well. Listen, another per- person living with a purpose is this woman named Jennifer uh, Ho. Uh, she was the victim of Kenneth Petty, who was raped uh, when she was 16 years old or 15 years old. Uh, she was 15, I believe, and he was 16. This was back in 1994. And she told police that Petty had 
raped her. Now, this is the husband of Nicki Minaj. Now, I know at Hollywood Unlocked, we have taken so many hits by people saying that we don't like her, it's personal, we're dragging it, we're this and that. I can tell you right now, my spirit, my spirit, because I'm in it and I see it and I talk to the people and I, you know, Nikki has a dark cloud over her. She is a very dark soul. And it's no, it's no um, surprise that she met a man whose history is just as dark as that. Well, now Jennifer Ho, who was already online in, in a viral video saying that she was uh, being harassed by them a while ago, she kind of went unheard. Mainstream media didn't pick it up. Nobody really talked about it because there's a lot of people that are making money with Nicki Minaj. You know, she has Queen Radio over at Apple. She has a deal with uh, Amazon. So these people aren't just, you know, people aren't going to push the button. Hollywood Unlocked has been pushing the button nonstop. We've been pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And we have been marginalized as haters and being messy, me in particular. But I've said to you from day one, there was a lot more here. Well, this was the video that she posted a long time ago that none of y'all wanted to listen to and none of you wanted to pay attention to. But uh, this is her begging them to leave her alone. Take a look. This message is for Nicki Minaj and Kenneth Petty. Tell your fucking people to leave my family alone, okay? Don't call my fucking family. Don't call my brothers. Don't call anybody. Leave me and my family the fuck alone now after that video went viral nobody wanted to talk about it in the mainstream media jennifer has now uh she stepped forward and baby she went on the reel and did an interview breaking down the accounts of what transpired and the bribery that's taking place i'll say alleged bribery for the show but bribery that she's saying has gone down to try to extort her into retracting her statement that she gave to the police back in 1994. i've said before and with everything happening now, I'll say it again, Nicki Minaj and now her husband should go to prison. And I, I feel like when they really start uh, digging into this, they're going to find that there's a lot of illegal activity happening here. And the gangsters that they want to be or that they think they can do with this long paper, I think they're going to have some legal problems. What do you guys think? Ooh. Okay, so I was very disturbed by the clip that I saw on Hollywood Unlocked this morning of her, this woman crying and sharing her story. And I made the mistake of reading the comments. And one of the barbs was in the Hollywood Unlocked comments and said, well, why does she care? Didn't he do his time? And my response to that is, tell Nikki that. Because the problem is, if this was a law-abiding couple, he did the crime, he did his time, and he would have spent the rest of his life making amends and showing us through actions that he had evolved into a better human being, right? Instead, what he did was use his wife's clout to try to get them to bully this woman into getting his name off the sex registry. Like you couldn't let sleeping dogs lie. If he had just served his time and went on probation, went about his life, none of this would be happening. This is happening because Nikki and her team decided to be aggressors after justice was served. And so I think anything that comes to them is their fault because they could have just left her alone. They could have just left her alone. But they couldn't because this... This situation keeps popping up, and this was their idea to clean it up, but you can't clean this up. And uh, salute to the young lady, because she's very strong. I don't even know if I will be able to put myself in that situation to go against such a, a, a powerful person like Nicki Minaj, go against the barbs, go on public platforms and put your business all out there. She's really fighting for her life. So, mm -hmm. you know, if what she's saying is true, I hope justice is just really served.
Yeah. I'll also say that, Nikki, you're you're complicit. You know, you knew, you know, your brother wasn't a choice. You know, we knew he was a pedophile. You knew he was a pedophile, but he was your brother. You can't really choose who you're related to. So I'm not going to give you a pass for publicly supporting him, but some people can empathize and understand. But this was a choice that you made. And you made this choice because you needed Kenneth Petty. You needed somebody that had some level of street clout to help you with all the madness you had created with the whole Cardi situation and then this and this and that. There was so much energy around you. You know, you had a lot to you, you, you exacerbated a lot of hate towards Cardi and other people when stuff went down involving her and uh, in other situations that she ended up in legal uh, 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 courts and stuff about. But now you've been silent. You've been silent. There was a post that Nicki Minaj posted on her Instagram that said, if you're outside and need a job, I got $50,000 for you. And I'm the one that came and said on my Instagram that my opinion was that was a hit, that you were begging for people to take that $50,000 to silence this girl. Now, Nikki needed this man. This man did not need Nikki. Now, I think people may say, oh, well, that's crazy because she's Nikki Minaj. She had the clout. She had the money. She had this. She had that. Yeah. He, maybe he wanted her. Maybe some people can argue and say he needed her, but she needed him at the time she found him. And even if she married him, that was one thing. But to marry and have a baby, you're locked in now. You are locked in. This man cannot take your kid to school. This man can't go near the school. You, you just have created a situation for yourself that unless Nicki Minaj leaves him, this will loom over her head until the day she dies. And on top of that, you know, you look at what is happening. Are you going to quit? Are you going to quit this relationship and, and, and end it and leave him and become the voice of women who get in relationships with men that, you know, they fell in love with, but may not be good for them. And now you found the courage to leave him and blah, 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 blah. Are you going to do that for the PR purposes? Because hmm. we all know that'd be bullshit. Or are you going to fight it out because you're Nicki Minaj? I think the narcissist is going to stay. But either way, Nikki, your career, I thought it was going to go low because you were a mean girl. I mean, at this point, it's just a straight nosedive. You know, right down. You're losing it all. Nobody but the barbers respect you. This is equivalent to the friend who tells you, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. When you know damn well you should stop, whatever it is. And to Jennifer, yo, you have the courage to go against Goliath because, you know, there's a lot of people with money behind Nikki. There's a lot of organizations and companies benefiting from her. And when people feel like their investment is being fucked with, they retaliate. And so I hope that you have safety precautions put in place because, hey, at this point, everybody needs to just protect Jennifer. Agreed. And how is there any defense to this? I mean, at this point, no. is there anything Nikki can say to get away from no. this? No, to your point, she can either leave and double um, and and play the victim herself, or she can double down and go down in a, in a pile of flames. I'm actually torn because she knew him since childhood, and she also knew Safari since childhood. So she has this thing where she only dates like long term dudes from the block. So I think she's a fear of dating new people. I don't know what that's about, but if she was smart, she would leave him and find somebody brand new who has gotten some therapy and who won't do this to her brand because her legacy is forever tainted by this. But I feel yeah. like it, it's, it's unfair to say for her to leave him. Like he's just the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like even if she leaves him, whatever she has done in this situation needs to be addressed. So just leaving yeah. him cool. You know, maybe he is a bit, I don't even know anything about him. He never speaks. I don't even know if he wants this to happen, to be honest, not taking up for this guy at all. 
But even if she leaves him, whatever she has done, whatever part she's played has to be addressed and needs to be repercussions if she is threatening and trying to attack Jennifer. Well, and now being all fair, we we haven't talked to Nikki or to to Kenneth. Um, ironically, I said this on the Breakfast Club. Nicki Minaj reached out to me. I, I, I tell you, I get shocked by a lot of things. Uh, I've been shocked by a lot of things, but I was surprised that Nikki reached out. Um, this message is for you, Nicki Minaj. I will not do a three way call with you. The reason why the call didn't happen is because you wanted another person on the phone. And I don't know if that's because you don't trust me. I don't know if that's because you want support, emotional support. I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't give a damn. I'm willing to talk to you. I'm willing to talk to you one-on-one. You have my phone number. I'm willing to talk to you on this show. I'm willing to talk to you in a park. Can't be near a school if Kenneth is there, but I'm willing to talk to you. And what I will say is that I know you called me because you wanted to help distance yourself from the from the um, from the Karen civil situation. You know, we're starting our process to deal with that. This is the time for you to make that call to try to explain to me how to distance yourself from it, because ultimately you have to understand. I have several text messages from Karen with your name in it. And there's other things that I have that you're not aware of. And I plan to allow it all to come out in the process that I'm getting ready to start. I cannot believe that Nikki reached out to try to distance herself from Karen when there's been bigger things that we've dealt with. Let's get into them. One, I'm the one that broke the story that you threatened future, that he wouldn't be able to go on a tour with you, even though the tour ended up failing, if he did the song with Cardi. I was the one that broke the story that you changed your verse on Motorsport after you said you never did. I I released the original audio. I've consistently said what you've been doing to push the uh to 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 push this support as a pedal sympathizer both now for your brother and now as a sex offender sympathizer to your husband i've said it over and over and over and i've been the bad guy and i i i had iheart reach out to you to try to squash this 2 years ago when we started the show i reached out to ra ali to try to put you and cardi b on a phone call so you guys can squash whatever was happening i have tried numerous times to get to you to have the conversation. And yet, only until Karen Civil's in the news do you reach out. And I'm telling you right now, I am not in the streets. I am not in the streets. I believe in police doing their job. I believe in the FBI doing their job. And when we trace all of what I've been going through to whoever was involved, I can almost guarantee, in my opinion, with respect to the text messages I have, that you're complicit. And that you're involved. Now, you can call me and you can help me understand differently. Don't offer me no money because I'm not taking bribes like you try to do Jennifer, allegedly. But I'm just saying to you, Nikki, I got the phone call. I understand you want to talk. You have my number. The ball is in your court. And to the barbs, y'all look crazy online trying to defend your queen after this woman just went on TV and said what she said. Now, I, I'm, I'm amazed at this protect black women bullshit because that's what it is. You guys have selective protect black women. You don't want to support, you don't want to protect Jennifer. You, you know, you want to protect Meg, but you don't want to protect Tahiri after she said Joe Budden beat her. When is it that you guys want to protect the black woman? Sometimes, depending on who it is, some of the, none of the times, all the time. When? This is why Blue Damage, the, the, this platform is important because we have conversations that have a consistent thread through it all. 
We may not get it right all the time, but at least we are consistent with what we stand on. And, you know, I can't say that for everybody else, but Nicki Minaj, I'm not playing these games with you. Um, At this point, everything you and your husband is doing is real loser. And I said it, and I'm willing to talk to you in a very civil manner, not a Karen civil manner, but a civil manner. You got the number, you know, use it however you want. Good child. This is a lot this week. (laughs) Yeah, it is. so much You know what else is... You know what else is happening? There's recently a conversation on our friend Van Lathan's uh, podcast about Ray J, and they actually said that Ray J is eclipsing Brandy and no longer Brandy's little brother, that Brandy mm-hmm. is Ray J's little si- his big sister. Take a look. What I'll if you ask people to name I- three things about Ray J? No, wait. I, they would say love Wrong. and hip hop. They would say Brandy's brother. You guys, you guys, you guys. And they would say sex tape. I'll tell you right now. Brandy is now. I love Brandy. I think Brandy has the most angelic, beautiful voice Are in the you world. Brandy Brand- is known is as Ray J's, Ray J's sister. sister. Brandy is Ray J's sister. I swear here. to God, that's Dude, true. Put some respect on Brandy's name. Please. I respect Brandy. Wait, 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 wait. I respect Brandy. I respect Brandy. That's changed. Brandy. First of all, let me make sure. Let me give Brandy her flowers one time. Brandy, to me. I don't want to say wrong. I don't Must be Has Ray J had a versus? Has Ray J had what? Has Ray J had what? Ray, Ray J hasn't, no, Ray J hasn't had a versus yet. No, he hasn't been on versus. No, he hasn't been on versus yet. So what? So what? Brandy Ray J, Ray, Brandy did. That changed. Brandy, Ray J's sister, man. Right what now. What changed it? What changed it? What changed it? Man, when did it change? Man, Ray J got, he got too much fucking going on in these fucking streets, man. Ray J got scooty bikes. Ray J got glasses. Ray J got a career. Ray J has had one of the best careers from 30 to 40 of anybody in the world. What do you guys think about that? Oh, man, I hate to say it, but it's probably true. And it's only because of the generational thing. Brandy in this social media Instagram world, she's such a legend. She's such an icon. She can't be dabbling in these social media streets. Ray J was all up in them. Ray J was on the blogs. Ray J was on Love and Hip Hop. So a lot of people in this generation coming up knows more about Ray J and his personal life than Brandy because Brandy's such an icon. We know her from Moesha, movies. She, she's been all over. She's, you know, sung with Whitney Houston. Like, I put Brandy up here, but when it comes to this new generation that's coming up growing up on the bad girls club and loving hip hop, they're thinking about Ray J. They know Ray J. Yeah. I would say that I 90% agree with Van. I think he loses me when he says that uh, Randy is Ray J's brother. That's not true. There's nobody walking around calling Brandy Ray J's, I mean, Ray J's sister. Nobody's doing that. Right. But I do think that as far as longevity, they are equitable as far as the respect we can give them. But Ray J is definitely more popular. In fact, and I hate to say this, when you watch Love and Hip Hop, when you watch any reality show that sprinkles Ray J on like seasoning salt because he's fun and mischievous and likable, Brandy, when she comes on, comes on as his sister. So that's just fact. So I, we, I will say that for this generation, for the under 30 crowd, Ray J is just, 
he's lucky because not lucky. He works really hard. He works really hard because all the OGs like Snoop respect him. So the OGs love him and the new kids know him from all these TV shows and his business ventures. So unlike Brandy, he's been able to bridge this gap between the old heads from the nineties and the newer kids and both sides love and enjoy him much like Snoop has. So I think Ray J and Brandy are equals. I will not say that she is just his sister, but I would say that they're equals and he's more well-known. Yeah, I mean, I think it's disrespectful to Brandy to say that she's Ray J's sister. I mean, Brandy yeah. is a phenomenal artist. She is one of the the best voices in R and B music. She was Period. on the show, Lee Daniels show on Fox. What was that show with Queen Latifah? What was it called? Star. 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 Yeah. She was on Star. She's now on Queen with Eve and uh, Natari Naughton. Um, I mean, she looks phenomenal. I texted her yesterday and told her she looks great. I don't think it's fair to say that. But what I do think is fair to say is that Ray J is no longer Brandy's little brother. I think you now have to put some respect on his name. You know, you have to put some respect on his name because of his business acumen. You know, Ray J recently told me that he no longer wants to be associated with that Ray J-esque uh, uh, persona anymore, that he really wants to be respect- respected as a businessman. He gave me some Raycons. Now, this isn't even an advertisement because I don't get paid here for Raycon, but I put them in my ears. It is literally, I want to replace these with some Raycons. I don't know where they are right now if they're in LA, but uh, you know, they're, they are the best in-air situations right now. But more importantly, I saw all the documentation and it did my research because I started seeing him in conversations about becoming a billionaire. And it looks like the the company has sold i i want to say either 10 million or it's a crazy million amount of pairs and when i did the math it's almost at a billion dollar valuation which means wow. that ray j not only may be eclipsing brandy from what they are saying not from what i'm saying brandy but now that he's leveled up as ray j and brandy he's at the table equally to her he may be at the same conversations with a jay-z or diddy when it comes to valuations of brands and I think where people mistake, you know, a Ray J for a reality star or or a, an artist or whatever, Ray J, as you said, damage has been focusing on the scooty bikes, focusing on the Raycons, focusing on the products. And that's where we know when you're in that in your sleep money, that mm-hmm. when you when you're wherever you are, sleep or on vacation, that you still making money. It's it, you know, that's where the real money comes. So I don't know how much shares he owes in the company or all that. But do you think they would ever give Ray J the the respect of being in the same conversations as a Diddy, a Jay Z, or a or a or a Puff? I think so. Not our. I think our age group. I think people who are uh, over thirty five might not, but people who are under thirty five definitely will. I think it's just a generational thing. I think if social media was big when Moesha was out, I think Brandy would have get gotten more of the respect that she deserves. So fact based, they're equals. But no, I think for the kids who saw Ray J growing up and had social media talk about him. I think he's going to eventually be seen as, as one of the greats. He's playing the long game and it's brilliant. And, and I think more importantly, rather than who's somebody's brother, who's whatever sister, we need to put some respect on that family altogether. Because if it wasn't for mm-hmm. Brandy being such an icon, she wouldn't be able to put out a platform for Ray J to grow and build upon. Because honestly, we know Ray J because he was Brandy's brother. And there's nothing wrong with that. And to see what he was able to do with that branding and see how far he's going, I say we need to put respect on the whole family's name because both of them are phenomenal. Let me ask you a question, though. But do you think the Puffies, the Jay-Zs of the world, will respect Ray J enough to allow him a seat at that table? If he keeps doing what he's doing with electronics, they will have to. Because Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of people, besides Dr. Dre, that was able to get into the electronic game and make that much money. A lot of people have tried, but you know, it's usually spirits and liquor, um, clothing, but to get an electronic game and have bikes and put your name on it, it's not like he's hiding. 
it's not like he's a, a ghost investor where we didn't know it was, you know, Ray J behind it. It's Raycon. Like we know it's his and we're looking at his brand and going, I want a pair of those. So it's nothing corny about his brand because people can easily go, oh, Ray J got earphones. I'm not buying those. No, we're going, Ray J got Air, AirPods. I'm getting that. So his name has some weight for him to even be selling these units with his name on it. So I get it. Well, and similar to Dr. Dre, threw his name in there, Raycon. When you turn him on, they go, Raycon. I was like, oh, God, you got to hear this man's name everywhere you go. <laughs> but I just find it interesting because, you know, Blue Damage, where we all start, you know, isn't where we end up. And I think that sometimes people put us all in little categories. Even with myself, it's like he's the tea spiller. You know, I don't want to be known as the tea spiller every day. Like if more people were out telling the tea, y'all all know the same stuff. I'm just the only one talking about it, you know? So it's interesting to see him evolve and to see him as an entrepreneur and now wanted to distance himself from that whole Ray J persona. Um, it's just interesting to watch the growth. So, you know, shout out to him and, and Raycon for what they're doing over there. I wish I had some headphones of my own, some Hollywood buds, Holly buds. I don't know. Hollywood. Whatever. Really? Uh, you know, another thing I wish I had was a woman playing James Bond. Now, what <laughs> would it be? Je- would it be Jeanette Bond? <laughs> Janelle. <laughs> Janelle Bond. Okay. Cause Daniel I know a girl Craig- named James. I know a girl named James. Well, Daniel Craig is saying that, and he, you know, he played James Bond. Uh, it shouldn't be a woman. There should never be a female James Bond. And that makes me wonder, what if we never had a Storm X-Men? Like, you need a badass chick beating everybody up and getting people together, don't we? Well, I think what he's saying is the character was always a guy. So don't change the character to a female. In my opinion, the character is fictional anyway. And for the past 30 years... We had a male James Bond. If they was to switch it for me, I wouldn't care because we didn't see so many white men do it. It's like, let's just switch it up. Why not? But I understand if somebody's like, you know, if you want to keep it true to the character, James Bond is a man. So there you have it. Well, technically, it could be a trans man. I was just about to say, what if Demi Lovato, what if Demi Lovato played it? No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. Let me, let me, let me just throw it out there. Okay, because we're not going to let Caitlyn do it. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, but, no. <laughs> but, but what, if, what if Demi Lovato said, hey, I want to play James Bond? They could do it. They need to have a scene. I would love to see uh, Tiana Taylor or Little Nas X play James Bond. Why? I almost thought you was going to say T.S. <laughs> Madison. I was going to say, now, you know, damn well, T.S. Madison cannot be James Bond. But yeah, Little Nas X could be interesting. I'm a big fan of him, by the way. Now I'm out here as a champion for Little Nas Yay. X. I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I ain't trying to fuck you, but I do support oh. you in your music. Now his his real. boyfriend, though, is from Columbia because I know somebody in Columbia who gave me all his background. And, oh. you know, if that relationship don't work out, you know, come on over. Jason, what? really? <laughs> what is going Hell on today? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I watched them on the MTV Awards. You know, it was real gay, but I I, I could appreciate <laughs> I could appreciate what he was doing. I mean, look, I, I went from criticizing little Nas X, you know, mm-hmm. calling him a, a clout chasing troll, and then it clicked in my head what he was actually doing. And I'm so glad that me and the world is catching up to what he's doing. He has the whole hip hop industry on fire. People cannot handle his gay ass. And I, oh, it, it just goes back to the question of, 
could a gay rapper ever make it mainstream? And Little Nas X, in my opinion, is the answer to that. And I think it's yes. I, I would say this. I know a lot of, I lived in Harlem for a while and I accidentally found out about a lot of closeted uh, gay hip hop icons. And I was shocked when I would see them at events and be like, oh, he has a boyfriend? And so I know that there have been gay people in hip hop for years who have never felt free enough. And I feel like Little Nas X stands on their shoulders. After 30 years of misogyny, we finally have a gay rapper who is killing it. Um, and I, I've been a fan of his since day one because I was in on the joke. I'm happy that people are finally starting to catch up and realize that he's karma. He is karmic retribution for all those years of gay bashing. And I'm here for it. Well, and you can't get mad at him for pushing an agenda because he's not saying your kids need to do this. He's not even doing it in places that your kids need to be watching. What he's mm -hmm. saying is, if y'all keep doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. You're not going to tell Megan the stuff. You know, the same. <laughs> I was watching the MTV Music Awards. Now, mind you, I had COVID, so I really was not, I was down. I wasn't able to really add my commentary. But I will say this, to watch his performance and then see Normani and Tayana Taylor getting it on, what can you say? It, they did the we're, same we're, thing. They did the same thing. He forced it in your faces and you guys couldn't say anything. When Normani was climbing on top of Tiana, I was like, y'all ain't going to talk about adultery. She cheating on her man. Tiana Taylor is a whole married woman out here. So Normani was trying to hump on a married woman, a mother of two. Lil Nas X was just humping on his boyfriend in a pink tutu or whatever that was. I mean, I don't get it. But now I get it. Lil Nas, mm -hmm. you are the troll that the industry needed to push these rap niggas to the table to say, hey, do you because we're doing us. I respect it. Where was Boosie when uh, the reverse cowgirl was happening after Normani rubbed her clitoris and Tiana Taylor's face? I didn't hear a peep mm -hmm. from Boosie. So I think Lil Nas X won this round and I love it. The only thing that would have made this performance better for me is if they would have panned to Lil Boosie in the audience watching it. I would have fell out full cardiac arrest. Lord, take me now. I mean, Boosie would have, him and those dark circles on his eyes would not would, would not have known what to do. But, you know, um, I don't know if he made any mention of or anything. At this point, I think Boosie's just like, yo, let me just, let me just leave it alone. Because he's going to look up one day and realize he's in an argument with a gay guy over him making out with other men, which is none of his business anyway. Uh, so that was really interesting. Um, so back to uh, James Bond. <laughs> Demi. Do you oh, want to do it? What? Stop hating on Demi. Let them do they it if they want it. to. <laughs> they would be on fire with that role. They mm. would kill it. Oh my God, this is hilarious. I'm not. All right, well, listen. I'll, I'll tell you who else they'd kill is R. Kelly because oh. this person really wanted R. Kelly. A witness in the R. Kelly trial wanted uh, to play the demo for him and wasn't able to. Oh, uh, his witness, Wait. his own witness. In court? We playing okay, demos in court? Listen, I'm going to read it because y'all are not going to believe me. Every time I say something, I get blamed for being a liar or too much. Here we go. The prosecution in the R. Kelly case may rest. They may have rested their case because it's the defense's turn. Now, there are some interesting new developments and some questionable witnesses. One of the witnesses insisted on playing his demo tape for Kelly. Okay, now Candace Kelly, a justice correspondent for BNC Truth, said that the first witness asked for his demo reel to be played, and it seemed like he was more a fan overall. He did do musical work with R. Kelly, apparently, but he wanted to play the music there in court for the judge, jury, and everybody to hear. 
What? And this is a witness R. Kelly call. This is bad. Kels, sit tight, man. You're not getting out no time soon. <laughs> this is what happens when shooting your shot Where's Bill Cosby? Where's Bill Cosby? Have we heard anything about Bill Cosby? It just dawned. He I mean, have we heard out. about him? He is out living his, his old life. No, he canceled his tour, though. Bill Cosby had to cancel his tour because there's a new case against him. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Is there really? Yeah. He had to cancel it because they were worried about hecklers scaring him off his little stool. So the tour <laughs> has been canceled indefinitely so do you think there's anything that an r kelly or a bill cosby can do to reconcile their burning legacies uh star foundation for people who have been abused and sexually assaulted and give a bunch of money to the victims that's about it anything less than that no i mean you could admit to it too and and say you did something wrong that would also help like they keep and then moving pay like they didn't do anything yeah yeah Acknowledge that you did something wrong. I think that goes a long way as well for does, the generations yeah. of people that loved you. It's or like, or, like or, I didn't do it. It's like, ah, yeah. yes, you did. <laughs> or or just die. Oh, Jason. No, because I think once Bill dies, what else is there to talk about, right? I mean, you're dead. No, they will talk about the the the, the fallen comedian star who ruined his 80s. It's going to follow him into to death. Nobody talks about you when you're dead. You I see don't. a movie coming. Yeah, a biopic. Well, listen, listen. Elvis Presley died and he was still a big star. And they had said he had rumored relationships with young girls, right? He's white. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, there's no forgot. social media. He was white. Forgot. Forgot. Yeah. Damn. All right, Elvis. Uh, Bill, just try to throw you a throw you some this was not a messy episode this was a very informative show full of cappuccino listen i'm jason lee i'm your cappuccino machine no more tea over here look uh i want you guys to continue to support hollywood a lot continue to support me blue damage follow us everywhere and continue to share the show because it's more we, the more we grow the more opportunity we create here and uh you know with the week that i had i just want to close on saying that even when people try to take us out, you guys still with us and you continue to go and grow and share and comment. And I really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, I'm not going to do a whole bunch of pressing conversation about what's been going on this week because it's going to play out in its own process and you can read the headlines. But until then, um, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.